Opening for Jack Leopard and the Dolphin Club, it's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. <laughs> Muse, how you doing? One night only. <laughs> this week is a bit different. It's a bit of an interesting week. We've got um, Darren paying me back for the time I interviewed uh, Speech by myself. We got Vampside Norman with his uh, latest album, I, well, from last year, but I really dug it and someone showed it to me and I was like, Someone was able to get me in contact with him, so I was like, oh, fuck, all right, let's do it then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here's my interview with him. We talk about uh, his inspirations for music and stuff, and I I, I, I try to be a good interviewer, so uh, let's see how it went. <laughs> cool, and after that, we've got a listener-requested album, so stay tuned. Let's get right into it. So the artist today we got into interview is uh, named Vampside Norman. Vamp, let the people, let the lovely people know who you are and where you're from and all the socials if you want to drop them, you know. Hey, what's poppin', y'all? <laughs> Name's uh, Vampside Norman from Torrance, California. I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I was a little boy, little baby boy, around four or five. Been pushing it, been pushing it out here ever since. Man. Started off doing a lot of sports, you know what I'm saying? Skating, music has always been in my family. At the end of the day, music was the one for me, you know? Because <laughs> I, I could really ball, I could really skate and shit too. Like, my fam had a lot of talent. I, I got a, I, I'm the youngest of uh, nine siblings. So, yeah, I actually learned a lot from them, like, early on. <laughs> got more kids than Miss Wayne's. Yeah, but. Music somehow just did it for me, man. So I want to ask you first, uh, this is the the first question I always like to ask any artist. Uh, why the name? Why Vampside Norman? Why why do you choose that moniker for yourself? It was just a moment for me. You know, a lot of artists, they base their names off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what, like a nickname? You know what I'm saying? Some people base it off their neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? For me, it was just more of like, more of like a moment, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Vampside is a, uh, it's another way just to say West Side, but I'm really talking about uh, Boxtown, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's like a dumped out part of Vegas. Most people, when they hear about Vegas, you know, they think slot machines and all that, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, Vampside just means uh, West Side, Nevada. And Norman is a, uh, <laughs> the Norman part is a uh, psychotic, like uh, psychedelic music. You know what I'm saying? Like the movie American Psycho, like uh, Norman Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, nice, but uh, nice. yeah, I just mashed them together. But to me, the name is just a moment. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I want to create like a lot of nostalgia in my music. I think my music already has a lot of nostalgia. And if I keep, you know what I'm saying? Amplifying that moment, keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep, keep picking at it. I think, I think uh, I think I couldn't find a better name. You know what I'm saying? The more the more name I'm comfortable with than that side one. For the album title, why is it called a uh, West Side Love Story? I wanted to uh, put put people onto the uh, to my side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have a song called Too Much Alcohol. You know what I'm saying? I talk about Vegas in it. I bring up Vegas a few times. Uh, as far as it being called a West Side Love Story, it was more of just bringing a movie vibe, you know what I'm saying, cinematic vibe, because it's not necessarily, it is a love story, but you know, but, but it's not one between like man and woman, you know what I'm saying? It's, to me, the love story is just like, you know, everything I've been through in my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, the love story is music, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the relationship. So no allusion to the West Side Story musical uh, intended or? <laughs> oh no, nah, no, nah, yeah, it's crazy. I never even seen West Side Story, man. <laughs> Interesting that you, uh, in your name, there's that horror uh, element to it already because um, in this album, uh, at least well, when I first listened to it, it's a very minimalistic album, uh, very cool to the touch upon first listen, most definitely. And then uh, when I looked up a little bit about it, there was something about like it being about uh, a vampire and like that really like colored what you what the album was kind of like so i, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit more about that like can you go into that like what's the vampire angle of it that you're going for honestly just easy 
know, <laughs> my swag. I, I I don't I don't find it ironic that uh Tyler, you see uh, Tyler dropped Igor. He had mm. he had he dropped Igor. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he dropped Igor. <laughs> he dropped Igor in the middle when I was working on the album, man. And it was kind of like the same concept, like the character. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. That is cool. That is cool. I knew someone was going to catch on to the wave. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I love it. Horrorcore is back in hip hop in a big way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, you had one track named uh, Shapeshifter. It had like, what was that sample you were using? It was just something crazy going on in the background. That's actually from a, uh, it's from a Sega Genesis game called World of Illusions. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a Disney game. I used to have it. <laughs> it's but a Disney game. <laughs> I, I like I liked how how you know it sounded. It sound you can hear the illusion in it. What's the uh, the story behind the album cover? There's like something in the top right hand, but like I can't really tell what it is, like because it's kind of blurred. I'm just shape shifting, like in a cover, you know, like ah. Okay, so you're in the middle of it. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but like the image came out really crazy, man. Like it almost looks like a vein to me. <laughs> yeah. no, I think that's crazy, man. Going for the vampire thing, man. Trying to get that, trying to get that Twilight crowd. You know, those uh, are... <laughs> I, I fuck with Twilight heavy, bro. <laughs> all those hospitals from ten years so. ago. You know, they all got disposable income now. You know, you try. <laughs> I, I love Twilight. <laughs> Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, nah, I, I, I rock with Twilight. Twilight's cool, man. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. You fuck with it? You fuck with it? <laughs> I'm being myself to the core, man. <laughs> for real? No, hey, hey, do that, man. Love what you love, man. Fuck that. You yeah. know, be, be that, be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, bro. And, and the more important question the people need to ask themselves is, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> Rocky style, bro. Rocky fucking style. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking about that, like you know, uh, vampires are in in a way they are they would be considered like the rock stars of the Victorian you know mythology and shit. You know, and especially on the south, you talk about like you know getting girls and all type of shit. Specifically relating it to you know, um, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember what was the specific lyric like shit about like you know biting chicks necks and stuff like that. But and then random parts where it was in Spanish <laughs> where it just like broke the verses, <laughs> but just going like oh gracias, mommy. that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was not like just the the swag on it oh that's what i wanted to fucking ask like what what is your inspiration as you're working on this because i feel like there's a really big thing of you know um i mean i don't know what you want to label yourself but like there's a big thing like emo rap you like being a thing right now you know and you have that sort of darker tone to it but it's going in this very characterized ways um but i didn't want to uh you know, <laughs> overload it with what I assume to it. I, I just want to throw it to you. Like, where, where, where are you getting your inspiration from to like make this type of weird sound? I just kept going. <laughs> I ha- I had this tape called Gray before I made a West Side Love Story, and uh, it was my first. It was my first project where, you know, I I didn't just do hip hop. You know, like I sang. You know, what I'm saying like I, I started getting in my. All, all I can really say is. Just, kept doing me you know like i started singing more i've always liked to uh to write songs and sing but early on i kind of was like more of like just a lyricist you know like trying to rap hard but once i had finished gray the project before west side love story uh like it came out good and it just made me think like i'm all about staying left field man <laughs> i wanted to create a love story like, I, I just wanted to do it you know like i know the vampy thing is dark but that was just like a mask, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it ends with like tracks like Claymore, you know what I'm saying? Like the introduction instrumentals, like. Yeah. The way a lot of songs are presented are so like breaking the form. Like uh, there's the opening instrumental skit that's like a three minute, you know, thing. And it's called sex, but it's not like an um, upbeat like sex jam. It's weirdly ethereal. There's breathing and all this weirdness going on. You know what I'm saying? But then you'll have uh, the track at the end where it's just like 30 seconds of you just like rapping something real quick. Like, what were you thinking of and having like these, you know, oblong layouts, you know? Well, as far as um, the beginning, I wanted to pull people in, you know, sort of like a vampire. <laughs> The intro at first is actually going to be Girls and Anxiety, but uh, after I had made the uh, sex instrumental, I was like, nah, this has to be first, because I, like I felt once people were going to hear that, you know what I'm saying, like, like they're going to want to hear more, 
And as far as the outro, I wanted the outro to be short so they could miss me. <laughs> so they could miss me. So they could be like, wait, play it back. You know, I don't I don't want to just give them like, yeah. <laughs> Going on to Blood Fruit is probably the most upbeat track on the album. Uh, but there's still something purposefully like incomplete and like ragged sounding about it. You know, with just like the dusty drums. It's got this subdued guitar squeals and stuff happening like it kind of resists being a sort of poppy song, even though it has that like feel to it. Like what, what were you going for when you were working on it? Uh, having fun. Having fun. It, I wanted it to be as drunken as possible, you know? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's how it sounds to me, you know, <laughs> like the drums and stuff is like drunken, but mm, not blood free. Yeah. I, I wanted to play. I wanted people to hear it and like laugh, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this music it does. Uh, it, it sets, it sets it up like, the, the music is is the dark castle, you know, being illustrated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the, that, where the vampire resides, you know. I fucking loved it. There were some parts. Fuck it. Yeah, vampire in Vegas. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I loved, yeah, some of the fucking weird-ass synths that were in there. It was like, it would just have this feeling of, you know, just like feeling like stone slabs being pushed away from, you know, an unmarked grave. Or, you know, it'd feel like spiraling staircases in a Victorian castle, like with the way it just sounded and shit. You know what I'm saying going to hell's party in particular i wanted to ask you about a lyric uh in that one you said uh i missed 2012 and i was like wait what what did, what did you miss about 2012 what happened man hell's party is definitely more personal just a nostalgia from it you know what i'm saying people say you shouldn't live in the past you know what i'm saying i'm not really living in the past as far as that bar you know i'm just i'm just expressing how i feel and uh yeah, that was just me being 100. I, I, <laughs> I, I felt like I, I, miss, I missed 2012. I get, I guess uh, the pace, you know what I'm saying, the pace. It is an interesting year specifically because that was when we were uh, <clears throat> still in the middle of uh, the Obama era, you know, where, where everything's kind of like, everything rel- feels relatively comfortable, right? Like nothing bad's going to happen. That Mitt Romney guy, he's not, he's not actually going to come in here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool year, man, like. Freaking LeBron with the Miami, TDE, OF, uh, Young Money. It was yeah. It was when everybody was like, it was when every it was like the jump start to everything. Uh, on the track, Girls and Anxiety. I wanted to ask why is the song called that, but you know, it has <laughs> the lyrics are as like the drugs. It fills up my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were you going for with uh, you know, what what, what uh, aesthetic were you trying to fill out with that? <laughs> Uh, girls and anxiety that has multiple meanings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, drugs, women. It, it's it, it's literally just a song about feelings. It could be taken any way. You know, like like shapeshifter. <laughs> uh, that's why I always falls back to I uh, only care for how it feels. It's key to to a love story because it's, it's raw truth. The very next track is this really creepy buzzing shit the uh, the fledgling season i was like what oh my fucking god what's going on in this one i wanted to ask you about that <laughs> oh man that's my favorite behind this one <laughs> that was my favorite song to write um uh, my intentions on this project was for it to sort of blow up in the fall or just get it i know in the fall people are going to be listening to it more because that's normally like the emotional sad season <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, it's virgo season <laughs> Yeah, you know, everyone's everyone's going back to school, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's after the summer, you know, the summer everybody's just banging each other's, banging each other out. And then after that, they're all emotional. <laughs> like the weather changed, so uh, life on the drop in the season of fall. It's just about, um, I guess you would say, cuffing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, showing that that loved one a, a better life. You know what I'm saying? At such a bad time. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the wordplay makes it sound darker than what it is. You know, like, veins are ripe and yummy and stuff, you know, but... Yeah, well, you know, you gotta think darker, bro. Think darker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most, yeah. Claymore, y'all wanted to get to that one. It's only 25 fucking seconds. <laughs> and you did give me that feeling. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, so it, what? what's what's being said in the background? The, the At least the... Uh, it's like children beat the odds; they can beat the odds. What were you saying? I say, uh, in the light of God, uh, in the light of God, I'm gonna be all right. Children of the odds, you could beat the odds. 
<laughs> oh, okay. And it, it basically wraps up the full project. It's like an outburst, you know. But then at the end, you know, I say, uh, what I say, I say, I know it's hell, but I'm straight. You feel me? Like I start getting, I start pushing to the, to to just self control. You know what I'm saying? Getting over, getting getting over the madness, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Th- that was kind of a key thing. You feel me? Like. I don't know why Prince was coming over specifically, but I did want to ask, was like, was there any inspiration from like uh, on that end? I don't know. I just feel like that aesthetic is like. Oh yes, of course. I'm glad you said that. I mean, I'm 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 doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to like speak on that? Like maybe how it influenced your uh, your aesthetic for the music? Well, yeah, that's my that's my inspirations. Well, not just him, but just that 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 whole art style. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm. I consider my music psychedelic. That's why I was telling you, like, the Norman thing. Yeah. I mean, I want I would want to be more like Prince and Michael Jackson than I would want to be, like, you know what I'm saying, Little Uzi Vert. And no disrespect to Uzi. You know what I'm saying? I, I like Uzi, but... No, I got I'm, you. I got I'm you. just... I'm all about being left field, man, you know? <laughs> As I listen to your music, it really does feel like you're pushing on the edge of that aesthetic of, you know, what a... Uh, uh, a, a modern album, a modern rap album is supposed to sound like, you know? And I, I, like, I appreciate that. And I would ask people to check it out just cause of like, whoa, holy shit, he's doing that, you know? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and with that psychedelic angle, the really dark psychedelic angle, yeah. Um, yes, that, that's another thing. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody who makes psychedelics do the same sound is just a platform, you know, like, that's why it's cool, cause psychedelics is like trippy. You know what I'm saying? Trippy music feels like you're there, but a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they ride the same trippy way. I want it to be trippy but new. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, the difference uh, people say between Parliament and Funkadelic. You know, it's like Parliament is the is the happy funk, and Funkadelic is like the think about your, you know, your mother dying funk. Yeah, <laughs> <you know>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? depressing fun <laughs> yeah yeah there was one track i think it was like george clinton asked the uh guitarist to like play the guitar like like as if you found out your mom died but then halfway through figure out that like oh wait you know she she was like he told him like halfway through like oh wait she actually was able to survive like now how would you feel then you know like just bringing you into that like deeper emotional shit you know but uh, what what are you uh, planning on working on for the future? You got anything uh, you know down the pipe you wanna you, you wanna tell the lovely people about? Right now, I want to keep pushing. <laughs> I want to keep pushing. I definitely have ideas. Um, I I, I want to work some visuals more. You know, as far as for uh, a West Side Love Story, I'm I'm always writing though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, always writing. I do have a lot of concepts. You know, <laughs> but like, like I said, this is all new for me, you know, and like, uh, uh, as far as working on the project, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was new for me. So I, I just want to keep riding off the, you know what I'm saying? Off, off of being patient and seeing like what more I could create within what I just created. But I, I do definitely have concepts and stuff, but I don't want to, I don't want to rush myself. <laughs> I don't want to ask you to give anything away. You don't want to give it away yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he being apprehensive? Because he's like, oh, shit, is he asking me to, like, just I mean, I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to release anything, like, as far as this year, you know what I'm saying? Because I just technically started release this year. And I just want to see how far I could, um, you know, because... The music is just one part of the project, you know. <laughs> I, I was blindsided by the by the genuine uh, Twilight. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wait, oh, oh, all right." <laughs> I was just fucking with you. <laughs> Twilight sick, man. <laughs> you uh, were you big into the books like before the movies came out? Uh, no. <laughs> nah, I've, I what had a you, book. What got you into it? What got you into it? Straight up the movies, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see it. Did you see the uh, music video with Lupe Fiasco that he did for it? Oh, yeah, I seen that. One? I seen that. I actually <laughs> I wasn't a fan, man. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you're front. <laughs> Hip hop is adjacent to it. <laughs> yeah, he. I, that was like, yeah. I don't, I don't think he painted it the right way. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So, no, but he's so, sick. Yeah, he's sick you, too. Lupe is sick, but no, for sure, for sure, for sure. But you're like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm more invested in the aesthetic, so I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm about to lay it out right. <laughs> True head from the raised on the internet. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a book. You know, I had a book, but honestly, it was the vamps, man. <laughs> like, I, the vamps in there are really cool. I like how they, I like how they all have each other's backs, like. I don't know if you watched Twilight. <laughs> uh, I've only seen the YouTube videos talking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about. It. But I mean, look, people can like what they like. Like it's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely vampires are definitely exactly. on like gang shit. Like, <laughs> but no, nah, like I I just think I just think it's cool how, how they how they all have each other's back. Like they like protect mm. Bella at all costs, even though she's a human. Yo, is there any uh, last uh, shout-outs, last fuck-yous you want to give out, you know, before we wrap this thing up? Everybody go ahead, follow me on uh, the gram. <laughs> Vampside Norman on everything, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you haven't heard the album, please give it a listen. Put a lot of work into it. <laughs> That's all I can really... All right, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, this is, just we're doing it. a real free form and informal around this bitch. Like, don't don't feel pressured. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I feel you. I'm just. But yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. That was awesome, man. I think we got. It, it, I mean, unless there's something that you wanted to specifically talk about, you know, like I, I, I always wanted to uh, talk about my theories about uh, how, how the Earth is really flat. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I haven't gotten to that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, do that. <laughs> I haven't got. Yeah, I don't be doing that, man. <laughs> I stay away. You know, you you, you haven't gotten uh, uh you haven't gotten brainworms from the internet. <laughs> oh man, I, a lot of things I don't be knowing. Like as far as like that kind of shit, like the flat Earth and there's so many things. Like now, man, <laughs> I don't even see how you could keep up. Like, man, I and, and it's like the crazy thing about uh, I don't know. If, you, you, you're uh we got it out but uh <laughs> just a couple of years ago with the whole kanye west thing of like hey that candace owen has some good ideas it's like oh oh no you shouldn't know who that is <laughs> like you shouldn't be on that side of the internet person what are you doing <laughs> I, I think i think yay's the goat though i think yay's the goat man he, he's i one, mean he's definitely one of them yeah i mean yeah his his you know his his footprint on, on the game is undeniable you know just but, as far as his whole damn. music discography, man. Like, yeah. even what he just did, Jesus is King. Like, even if it's good or not, it's cool that, like, if you look at all that he's done, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has a gospel album. Like, he, You can't say he's predictable. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, at the uh, end of the day. <laughs> I almost feel like he, he's going to come back out as, like, not being Christian anymore and, like, <laughs> oh my god, yo. Oh my yeah, god. That would be the <laughs> <laughs> Just have a total rant or something, man. <laughs> yo, the, and the thing is, I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it happening too, low key. <laughs> but it's like, but, and you know, but it's one of those things where it's like 40 years later, he's going to be doing an interview. Where he's like, it wasn't really about, you know, the actual thing. It was about the journey of going through. It was about presenting my art. Yeah. You know, it was about bleeding for the people. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's yay like, man I, think, I mean didn't Bob Dylan do that shit <laughs> he yeah. made like a Christian album and then it was just like a couple of years later he was like alright no I'm not doing that anymore but but that's that's the type of music I wanted to make with that though so you know <laughs> might drop a full satanic album after it <laughs> <laughs> look whatever whatever satisfies your artistic uh, you know thirst you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it's all about whatever inspires you <laughs> That's all you can that's all you can go on, you know? That's all you can do. That's all you can do. This week on the Going Off Podcast, we have got a very special listener requested album. It's Liquid Swords by Jizza, requested mm. by your boy, you know him, you love him, VIP <laughs> of the Going Off Podcast, Mick Swag Burger XL. Darren, we have been running the gamut in the history of this <laughs> podcast of Wu Tang. Mm. Related projects, side projects, solo albums. We've reviewed two Wu Tang. W- wait, 
Was it two or three Wu Tang albums? Three by now, only, haven't we? I think we've well, I guess three if you if if you know you count Wu Tang uh, forever as a double album. <laughs> you, well, we did that one that was called Wu Tang. It was called oh, Wu Tang, right. but yeah, not Wu Tang Clan. Wasn't even really, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we all, so we reviewed like uh, three and a half Wu Tang albums. <laughs> we have we have done a bunch, um, and we've also done a couple Ghostface. Uh, Czarface, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to count that as Inspected Deck. And now, Jizza. We've mentioned him before. We've talked about his um, unfortunate debut album <laughs> that's got some weird pitfalls and shortcomings there. But this is really where your boy comes into his zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the spotlight being shined on the Jizza genius. Uh, showing what he's got, bringing some Maximilian. friends. Maximilian. <laughs> bringing some friends along the way, some familiar faces. I, um, I'm, I was trying to think back. It, in my opinion, this might be the best Wu-Tang-related <laughs> project we've reviewed, including Wu-Tang albums absolutely including uh, enter the 36 chambers better than wu-tang forever yeah this does admittedly it takes a little bit to get started in my opinion yes yeah uh, yeah but uh, production wise production wise i feel like we talked about last week with the mountain goats where it's a really solid album, but because some of the tracks are so fucking standout, the other tracks, yep. by no fault of their own, that don't shine as bright, even yeah. though they're just, they're, they're fine in any other context, but exactly. stacked up on this album, you know, they might not cut the mustard. With the first track, again, like fucking Mountain Goats, the very first track, the uh, title track of the album... Not the strongest, in my opinion, pretty underwhelming start to the album. Honestly, I, I, and it's always thrown me off. I remember first, you know, even as like the the twelve year old or whatever, like absorbing everything Wu Tang Clan and absolutely loving mm-hmm. everything. Like hearing that intro, it's so fucking epic, and you're like, oh my god, like yo, we're about to get into some shit. You know, you hear the epic, like when I was little, you know, my my father was the greatest samurai warrior in the empire, and it's like, holy shit, what the fuck, like what are we getting into? And then when the beat starts, it's like this hippie 60s sounding beat and it's like huh i don't (laughs) i don't know if that fits coming after that you know (laughs) i know they're continuing their theme of the kung fu movie samples uh here but the sample in my opinion goes on for a bit too long (laughs) oh no i love it (laughs) after that where it's like all right you know like it almost feels like it just should have been its own yeah, intro track, yeah. Yeah, like a 30-second cut. But then, like you were saying, the sample, uh, it the just, beat, like, cuts into it, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, but the loop is so short <laughs> yeah. that it does get very repetitive. <laughs> and even though it's not, like, that great of a beat, in my opinion, the energy of the rapping kind of doesn't really even hit that bar. Like, Jizza sounds Mm. tired on this opening cut. I do not like the, like, and I realized listening back to it, a lot of the hooks that he used came from, like, routines from, like, stuff that they did before they they got on, stuff that they heard before they got on. And oh. I was, like, I was realizing, like, oh, that's why it has that feel to it. Because, like, so many times it feels like, yeah, there'll be a hook and it'll be like, this doesn't feel like the type of hook that, you know, someone trying to be the genius would use. Like, it has a very, like, you know, older school feel to it. And it's like, oh, but he's flipping it and remixing stuff that's, like, close to him. So, it, like, it has that sentimentality to him. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's kind of interesting to know, you know? But, um, yeah, on on the first track, like, with, with the hook, is like, with the MC's game to live out the name and to for It just, it feels, like, oddly unfitting with the incredible fucking uh, verbiage and lyricism going on in the actual verses, you know? <laughs> I would say, if we're going to skip to it, my favorite cuts, the cuts that got the highest ratings, would be as follows. Mm. Gold. Ooh, man. 
We've got <laughs> Fourth Chamber. Y- oh, yep. Shadow Boxing. Untouchable. Investigative Reports. Mm-hmm. Swordsman. And this album's five, glistening five, the radio-ready, polished <laughs> gold nugget on this album, Cold World. Oh, no my God. No fucking denying. Untouchable. <clears throat> Dude, this is the height of Wu-Tang production right here. It really is. <laughs> fucking just genius and, and the more you look into it the more genius it is like the fact that it's from this really like chill cool ass stevie wonder song and like when you hear how like if you hear the original melody and how it fits so comfortably in that and then how it's like so it feels so cold and out in the naked with how the melody is oh. playing over like the really like you know sparse instrumentation it just like it's such perfect like text painting musically of what they're doing it's fucking incredible man and like oh we mentioned, it's like the we power of flipping a sample. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is a family affair. We've got uh, quite a few members of uh, Wu Tang uh, scattered throughout this album. All perfectly album. used, I feel. I would say none better used than fucking Ghostface. <laughs> oh my God, he's on another level. He is the fucking breakout. He steals just about every cut he's on. Mm-hmm. And someone we've given some flack in the past, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it again, not a not a completely flawless performance from your boy, but mm. RZA did definitely bring it in yes. his guest verses on this album. Not as many falters as we've heard on other releases. Yeah, and like RZA has a very like. It's more about, you know, what he's saying than the than the flow at some points. Yeah. But, like, w- coupled with the idea of hearing all of these different styles coming at you, like, it is kind of cool, you know? And especially when, like, th- well, I don't know. I feel like the genius is more of, like, when he uses, quote-unquote, big words. is like, it doesn't feel like he's trying to sound smarter than you. You know, it just feels like, whoa, that's just a really cool fucking picture you just painted, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But with the RZA, it, it gets a little, like, marble mouth, but it's still, like, if you hear what he's saying, it's like, holy shit, that's so, such fucking epic shit. You, you'll never hear that in another rap song. Like, this, these guys are goddamn poets. <laughs> the second cut, uh, Duel of the Iron Mike, uh, oh. is a considerable step up uh, from the opening track, in my opinion. I like mm-hmm. the... The ODB interjections. Everyone does an okay job here, but I gotta point out there was this distracting uh, in Masticilla's verse. Uh. I liked his flow, but it was kind of distracting how hardly any of his bars rhymed. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and it's not that they didn't rhyme because I don't think I would have noticed if they just didn't rhyme. But a lot of them almost rhyme, and that's yeah. what makes it distracting. A lot of them are like slant rhymes, you kind of know what he's going for. But a lot of them are just like, that's not even close. And I and I always wonder, because they always say like, oh yeah, we taught them how to rhyme, and that person taught them how to rhyme. And it's like, where was the breakdown between the Jizza and Masticilla? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not until the last ver, the last line of his verse, seeking for a serum to cure him, is yeah, like yeah. I think the only rhyme in his entire verse. <laughs> That's like direct, yeah. Uh, Inspector Deck, though, unsurprisingly, in my opinion, does the best. No questions here. I felt like everything on that track was leading up to Inspector Deck. Like, and ladies and gentlemen, without <laughs> any further ado. I-, I read a couple years ago about, like, the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, book and how RZA produced tracks and how, like, he wasn't really, like, a music student, so he kind of didn't know what he was doing and didn't mm. know music theory and stuff like that. And it's so fascinating to hear, like, h- the sounds that are produced from him, like, approaching music in this unskilled musical way, you know what I mean? Untraditionally skilled musical way, you know? So, like, there'll be, like, this really intense, cool, cold beat happening, and then you'll hear this movie sample come in, and it's like, you hear, like, <laughs> 
and it's like this really like different sounding thing that fits in with the music in this really strange opaque way mm. and how it like colors like and fills in what's happening you know what i'm saying it's just so cool the way these samples play out like they're absolutely goddamn classic you know the beat on living in the world today that's mm. like okay now we're fucking stepping it up with the goddamn yeah. production. Cook it with gas. Absolutely. <laughs> the we're trumpets, that sh- the bass line. Mm. <laughs> I think this is where it really starts with Jizz, in my opinion. Oh, this is so dense. The lyricism in this is incredible. My preliminary attack keeps seminaries packed of, with niggas who think it ain't like that. I just love that first verse. <laughs> like, but it is like that, I guess. Not <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, and that's the way it is, bitch. <laughs> and then it's like, um, rap celeb, you get caught up in the web, now bees are stinging. Yo, this nigga's M singing, just swinging these swords, strictly based on keyboards, unbalanced like elephants and ants on seesaws. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That carries on pretty solidly into gold. Oh, my God. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jizza carries just about this whole track, does he not? I feel like there's only a couple songs that are just him. Huh. I'm trying to think now. Um, like, like, I have that written down. I think there's a song later, which, oddly enough, according to Spotify, where it puts, like, the guest verses or, like, it says who's featured on the song... Mm-hmm. It says that Kill a Priest is on Swordsman. Yeah, I remember hearing that, but... But I, mean, I don't like, think he is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gold didn't used to be one of my favorite ones, but coming back to it now to like reevaluate it, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> this so is goddamn The storytelling rap about the underworld of, you know, drugs, and, and instead of glorifying it, like a lot of gangster rappers were doing at the time, like, it felt like he was just, you know, genius painting this dark picture, you know? It's it's like painting this place uh, that, you know, the typical whatever fucking mainstream artist would never, like, paint the experience the way this guy is. You know what I'm saying? Like, this movie's like a goddamn lyrical action movie. I I just called it, I just said, this movie is. (laughs) Like, that's what it really fucking feels like as you listen to it, with the fucking epic choir coming in the oh <laughs> you know it's so insane oh my god the fucking hook uh the fiends ain't coming fast enough there is no cut that's pure enough i can't fold i need gold i re-up and reload product must be sold to you <laughs> <laughs> it's so goddamn cool holy shit <laughs> Then uh, Cold World just kind of sounds like it would fit on any, like, greatest compilation of just, like, 90s hip-hop. Because, like, (laughs) it feels... (laughs) It it transcends the Wu-Tang sound Mm. and kind of has a more mainstream uh, feel and appeal to it it doesn't sound generic they still add enough to it that it's still like oh yeah this is definitely fucking jizza but it's so clean yeah and because it is and the rest of the album is so fucking grimy but the song is still very dark and like you mentioned with gold uh that comes up later um just how dark of an album uh and like you had said um how gold kind of feels like a movie. I got to give I got to give Jizz a credit. If we skip down uh past labels, but we'll we'll get back to it in a second. I shared it on Twitter yesterday right after I watched it. There's a music video for uh Fourth Chamber oh, and yeah. Shadowboxing like the together. Music video is so fucking cool. <laughs> It's a really weird edit that starts with shadowboxing yeah. <laughs> and then like halfway through is like, hey, here's Ghostface's verse from Fourth Chamber. <laughs> and fucking Jizza directed uh that music video. Mm-hmm. And it looks so fucking good. Did an amazing yeah. job with that. Um labels though, I gotta mention labels. It's more gimmicky than others. It's the simplest feeling. It feels like this. he did this for kind of like a, hey, maybe this will get people's attention because I'm doing this kind of like, you know, jokey thing with mentioning the record labels while I'm rapping, you know? 
it's uh it's what uh dreams like biggie just kind of yeah yeah but you know the the beat is really stripped down you know just with the boom boom you know and this one uh it's labels you can kind of see where he's going i think we've talked about this song particularly uh on the show before oh uh, yeah jizza incorporating names of uh car manufacturers record labels uh fashion designers but not in a way that in my opinion felt like he was leaning on it or using it as a crutch mm-hmm. too much some mm-hmm. felt a little forced than others maybe yeah. not as smooth um the only thing i had to write down to and this is no fault of its own but listening in 2020 uh not knowing what half the companies are because right. i don't think they <laughs> exist anymore yeah <laughs> And it's like, sure, yeah, and of, of course, just like black culture in ninety five, ninety four, um, like ten year old me wasn't exactly aware of yeah, that it, world. It, it's like, what the fuck is Sleeping Bag Records? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> half of them, I was like, I, I'm just gonna assume because it's in caps in the genius lyrics that that's a company, and just go mm. along with it. The at the end, he says. And, and we're dirty, like that bastard. And, and it sounds like something gets cut out really quick, and it just goes, it's getting drastic. And I always thought, like, maybe there was a, a record label he couldn't say or something. Like, he legally couldn't mention them, so they had to cut it out. It does sound... <laughs> I did write that down, too. Because yeah. while the rest of the track is fine, no major complaints, it ends so, like, it either something Abruptly. was cut out there, yeah. or, like, it just feels sloppy in a way. Then we get uh, RZA with another kind of ad-lib shout-out. I'm wondering where, if he recorded his parts in the same place as everyone else, because RZA's <laughs> stuff, like, the sound quality isn't as good yeah, as everyone else's. <laughs> He's like, he just sounds, like, cl- slightly closer to the mic or something. Yeah, like a little tinny, <laughs> like he might have recorded it on a fucking cassette tape and gave it Dude, to him. But, like, what if it's, like, just one of those things where it's just, like, you can record everyone else, but, like, your own voice, you know, you're just not good at, like, <laughs> hearing how that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fourth Chamber, oh, an amazing uh, posse right here. Oh, Ghost the face. fucking rock guitar, the sinister Ooh. melody. Ooh, the little piano organ thing. That... <laughs> and the, the way the whining synths come in at the beginning and the end. Yeah. The... <laughs> oh, God, that's such a cool sound. It's I, like, oh, f- f- ready for war? <laughs> I read on Genius that he said that uh, this was a track that whenever they perform it live and those synths at the beginning kick in, like, the crowd just fucking goes bananas. <laughs> and I don't blame him at all. Like, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. You the know. Primal rage takes Ooh. over. <laughs> you got Ghostface, RZA, Killer Priest, and Jizza all in this cut. It's Ugh. almost too much to fit <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> fucking, I want to quote Riz's part because it's just fucking epic. A hit was sent from the president to raid your residence because you had secret evidence and documents on how they raped the continents and lynched the prominent, dominant, Islamic, Asiatic, black Hebrew. The year 2002, the battle's filled with the woo. It's like, mm. holy shit. <laughs> At your battle stations. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fucking historical references and all this types of shit. Fucking, I think social commentary. <laughs> you got a pretty short verse from uh, Kill a Priest, which uh, he has the unfortunate uh, job of trying to follow right? uh, Ghostface's first <laughs> verse, which is just impossible act to follow. Yeah. Is, um I liked his verse, but kind of talking about just like the quality in general. It, it almost sounds like he starts to slur his words towards oh, the end. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and he just becomes harder to understand as he goes along. Um, and then just... Unloyal states get roaded, boiling legs of hot oil! <laughs> yeah, exactly, at that point, specifically, yeah. And then Riza uh, has the tough task of rounding out the track, but I think he did a pretty good job uh, coming close uh, to rivaling ghost faces, but man, sometimes... He's just fucking untouchable, man. And it feels like it's not even his album. Like, come on, man. You're stealing the fucking show. (laughs) Why is the sky blue? Why is water wet? Why did Judas run to to the Romans while Jesus slept? Stand up. (laughs) It's like, what in the fuck is going on? Everything sounds so important. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, right. When Ghostface is yelling it. Like, yeah, why is water wet? You're sitting there like, yeah, man, why the fuck? Good fucking point, Ghostface. God damn, what the hell is going on? Uh, then you got Shadow Box. And and like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, right at that point, like, while that's happening, you hear the. <laughs> <laughs> so menacing. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, then we get your boy, Meth. Oh, my on. God. Like, right after the fucking, we're going to show you how fucking, like, you know, the, the genius level of, like, writing we can do. And then it's just like, here's Meth just fucking around <laughs> and just, like, still making a better track than most people could do. Because, like, it got to the end and he just, like, sounds like he's just, like, ad living and he's just, like, he's just, like, all in together now. Things are looking good, getting better now. And he's like, yeah, and all that type of shit. And it was just like, oh, yeah. Free- do you just freestyle this? All that other type of shit. Yeah, like, because it has that feeling of just, like, I was just kind of going. <laughs> but, like, the, the like he's the, he can do that sort of, like, lyrical rambling shit where it's just, like, but every bar is so fucking clever that it's, like, it doesn't need to be on some high-minded, you know, lyrical fucking, you know, the Greeks and Romans are attacking or something like that, you know? <laughs> he's just, like, from the nabs to the bunion on my big toe, I keeps it moving. No, just what the fuck I'm doing. Rap, insomniac, fiend to catch a nigga snoozing. Slip to cardiac, arrest me. Exorcist, hip-hop, possess me. Crunch a nigga like a Nestle. You know my steez. Like, just the flow, just moving all around like a fucking snake it's absolutely insane according to the genius annotations we were supposed to get two meth verses <laughs> and two jizza verses but for some reason rizza just decided to only give us one jizza verse wow <laughs> so you get meth jizza then meth again and it never goes back to jizza <laughs> It's like, I guess that's fine, because, I mean, it, it worked, you know, I didn't yeah. really have a problem with it, I thought all the verses were fine. Do, <laughs> do I wish I would have gotten into the Jizza verse? Sure, of course, why not? I kind of like the feeling of, like, you know, Meth just comes back in and is like, I don't give a fuck how features are supposed to work, bitch, I wasn't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> then we get another story cut, uh, Killa mm-hmm. Hills 10304. I got, I got some issues with this cut. Uh, <laughs> lay it out. Only because it it sounds like something you'd get on a Ghostface album because it starts with this skit mm. uh, that goes yeah. on for again kind of a while. <laughs> it's a little it's a little hard to follow because you got a bunch of people talking. Exactly. You got someone like singing in the background, <laughs> and it's like never addressed. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't really know what's going on. I understand that this is like a drug deal. And things get tense. Real. <laughs> and the things get a little tense towards the end when they when they mention someone and it's like, hey, it's like, oh well, do you believe him what he's saying? He's trying to write you out. And then just like the song just kind of starts, and you get a really solid. It's just one verse from Jizza. Yeah. It's just a long verse, uh, running down the events of the drug deal, mm-hmm. but in a track that's over five minutes. This one yeah. verse is just about half of it. And what we get is a skit taking up way too much of the cut and an instrumental loop at the end that just gets so repetitive because it repeats so much. Like, it's not like, like, uh, at the end of Cold World, I think, like, the instrumental goes on for a while, but there's so much going on in it, you want to just feel it playing out. But with this one, it's just, don't, 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 don't. Don't, 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 don't. It's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? like, it really feels like, all right, are we going to fucking move on here? Or like, <laughs> I, if you're going to spend all this time just kind of dicking around, I'd like to hear maybe more of the story or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, investigative reports, you got showing up with some mm-hmm. interludes. We got Raekwon on the cut. I'm telling you, everybody is here. I, th- yeah. I think, I think everyone's here. I think the yeah. gang's all here. I think this is one of the few Wu-Tang albums where, yeah, it is legitimately everybody. Even though everyone doesn't technically get a verse, like, ODB and You God don't get verses, but, like, I don't know how great that would have sounded on a Jizza album anyway, you know? That is a really good point. <laughs> right? I think like... o- o- ODB yelling shit in the background is probably the best you're going to get at ODB in this and, and have it fit. And that's what I mean by this is like, it just feels like everyone really was used perfectly. Like, yes, ODB does fit well as that guy screaming in the background. Yeah, you God does work well as like this guy who's just like laying out like very plainly what's going on, you know, setting the scene. You know what I mean? For the verses to happen, you know? Uh, Ghostface again steals the show. 
in my opinion. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost unfair. Um, <laughs> they use guns while we angrily shot arrows. You better keep your eye on the sparrow. <laughs> He sounds so fucking slick, dude. He he's one of these guys. He can really say any fucking thing, and it he's, sounds so. He's good. the Snoop Dogg of Wu Tang. No, that would be Method Man. Method Man is the Snoop Dogg. Well, because <laughs> mm. Method Man is like just got that slick ass flow, you know. Yeah, Swordsman, another dark, menacing cut. I don't know where Killer Priest is supposed to be on this cut. I guess he's somewhere. Uh. You just get Jizza uh, rapping about ghosts and math. Yeah, it, this was actually one of the one of the weaker ones for me. Really, I like this one because it just felt like like he kind of starts going into like allusions to like you know talking about religion, but it doesn't really get into it, especially compared to you know the last track. So like, oh yeah. Yeah, so it feels like a, a slightly lesser version of the later one, you know what I'm saying? But I did like, you know, the way he starts the verse, like, yo, I'm not caught up in politics. I'm not no black activist on a so-called scholar's dick. I came through with the woo and dropped mad, the versatile freestyle bombs and photographs. And th- just the way he ends it with the fucking, you know, talking about, like, I see brothers, quote, math plus degrees, lip professing ass niggas can't feed their own seeds. <laughs> like, mm. you know, just, like, bring up this, like, these guys want to feel so smart, but, like, at the end of the day, you can't do the things that help you survive, so how smart are you really you yeah <laughs> i like i got you back it's a short track uh still pretty solid uh jizza and rizza on this one uh really great storytelling again like such a repetitive ending though yeah the, yeah i got you back you got it's like goes on for so long yeah and um, I do love this one lyric uh, where he says, like, you know, your town is dangerous when you see the strangest kid come home from doing the bid and nothing changes. Mm. Th- that line always specifically stuck with me because it's yeah. like you have that idea, right? Like, you know, this kid comes home from, you know, uh, oh, he got out of jail from dealing drugs. And it's He's like rehabilitated. Yeah, but it's like, you know, his material concerns that have caused him to, go, you know, turn to drugs in the first place haven't really been addressed. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you think about it, it's like, all you right, you're fix out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so like, th- at least that's how that's how that was characterized me when I heard that lyric of like, you know, your town is bad when it's just like, there is no changing how this works, you know, like, nah. there's no changing the people that come out of this because of the shitty place that we're put in, you know, it runs deeper than one person. It's fucking sy- it's systemic. Exactly, exactly. I thought the album would have been kind of ending a little weak if it didn't have that bonus cut, though. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, this Basic is Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Um, yeah. I didn't know if we were counting that or not. I did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, you <laughs> you can't listen to this album without that. I remember even just in an interview said, like, yeah, some people say that's the that's the best song on the album. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. I and, like it. Um, what's, and it's so insane because it's just like, wow, we just had this whole album of, like, you know, one of the, like, the smartest rap album, the most genius, like, lyricist you could ever, and then here comes just this other guy who's like, holy shit, wait, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Remember on the Brockhampton album where, I like, the last cut is just some <laughs> other dude? Like, yeah, it's like Victor Roberts, wait, who was that? <laughs> hey, what's up? Like, oh, shit. You know how, like, uh... Some TV shows will have what are referred to as uh, backdoor pilots, mm. where like uh, there was an episode of the Brady Bunch where this multiracial family moved in next door, hmm. and the whole episode is really focusing really hard on this multiracial family with like an adopted Asian son and really trying to push this like yeah this family has you know, has like uh, people from like all over the world in it and just look at them how quaint and how how great they get along with the Bradys and the whole point of the episode was so they would get their own show eventually but the network didn't pick it up because they weren't interesting enough I guess <laughs> basically sounds like a uh, Rick uh, at the end of the the dog episode <laughs> It's like, aren't they a great family? I'd definitely pick them up and, you know, join their adventures for at least 22 minutes a week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here we got Kill a Priest uh, off on his own, really dissecting religion in a way I have i don't think I've ever heard in rap before. Right? Yeah, and in a way that, like, you know, I remember listening to it as a kid and just, like, it really challenging me, you know? And just like, uh, oh, what do I think of, um... <laughs> You know? And there's a lot of rap songs that just kind of make it sound like, man, fuck all this shit. But this is more than that. Yeah. This is really, like, investing in it and, and 
trying to see through it and see the truth in it, you know? It's that feeling of like challenging it, but still wanting to engage with it, you know, on, a, on an intellectual level. Yeah. Like, Those who sit home or sell books by the market need to chill and get their mind revived. For years, religion did nothing but divide the basic instructions before leaving Earth. And just like, just that idea of like, yeah. Yeah, all these religions that are, like, supposed to be about, like, you know, this is the one true thing that brings peace, but it's one of those things that divides us. And it's like, mm. why is that, guys? Like, we need to, you know, be addressing this as a society more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love that there's, like, ah, the, it, this artist in this fucking song bringing this up like that, you know? And then, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, I strolled through the books of Job to unfold and open Bibles instead of hoping on revivals, calling all his names, screaming hallelujah, when he hardly knew ya. That's how the devil fools you. And it's like, I, I love that sort of thing. Like, I'm actually looking at the text instead of these revivals, which, like, I remember reading about in, like, history you know, class, like, of America and how, like, in the late 1800s, you know, there was, like, the, oh, come to the tent church and get saved and we're just gonna throw our hands up and scream for Jesus. And it's, like, when you look into it, like, it really was just, like, the proto-version of what we still saw, you know, in the 80s and 90s and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where it's just, like, they're not actually analyzing anything. It's it's the fucking come preacher. Remember that guy where it's just, like, God tells you to come. The word come is in the Bible and you need to come and see the Lord. It's, like, you're not talking about anything, you know? And, and he brings this up too in the song where he's just like I would go in on these sermons and I'd want to you know know what was happening I'd want to like be be invested and it's like but if I'm actually paying attention it's like I'm not getting anything from these people you know what I mean like that just addressing that is so like holy shit like how many fucking songs like hit you with that you know and and that fucking whoa that one lyric <laughs> that really makes it go back is like the white image of Christ is really Caesar Barger and uh the second son of Pope Alexander the sixth of Rome and the one picture shit was sown that's how the devil tricked my dome <laughs> and like when you look into it it's like oh yeah the the picture of what we typically consider to be what looks like jesus christ in in western society is that literally ripped from like someone who if you look at it, it's like oh no this is a painter or or someone related to someone who was a painter of that time and like basically they whitewashed the image of christ to be that white looking person you know what i mean like it was an active thing that happened you know it wasn't like oh look oh it was an accident or or that's just how it originally looked like no there was an active like people trying to do this to whitewash someone overall i got a solid four on this one how about you I, uh, I, I, I got a record-breaking, uh, <laughs> fucking 5.5. <laughs> oh, wow. As I was, you know, putting it, because, you know, I like to get the, like, 6 out of 5 or something that's, like, really good, and this is like, wow. And I was like, guys, I think this, whew, this is fucking untouchable for me. This might be my fucking favorite joint. <laughs> like, this, if, like, Wu-Tang Clan, if there's two albums you need to listen to, it's so funny, like, it's not even Wu-Tang forever. Like, that's not even really the one you need to listen to. No, it is... Wu-Tang into the 36 and this one like this is the height the the Olympian heights of Wu-Tang lyricism that about wraps it up for this week on the going off podcast thank you very much to Mick Swagburger XL for requesting uh, Liquid Swords and if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the show head on over to our Kofi that is ko dash fi.com slash going off and you can request an album to be reviewed on the show for a one-time $40 donation if there's an album that you recorded yourself produced yourself and would like to hear our thoughts on that is a $50 pledge and you can hear our thoughts on your music that you put your heart your blood sweat and tears in and big thanks to Vampside Norman for sitting down and uh, having that interview with us earlier. Uh, West Side Love Story. You definitely, yeah, check that one out on uh, all your Spotify's and your iTunes's. <laughs> and while you're there, we are all over the social medias, this podcast. So if you have a preference of where you can listen to our shows, all of our backlog is on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Whatever works best for you, go in that direction. Man, and if you're on iTunes, like I said last week, I don't know how much it helps, but give us a rating. Give us a big five-star rating. Help us get noticed. Uh, follow us on Spotify. We got all our links in our link tree, our Twitter, our YouTubes, our own uh, individual Patreons, even though Patreon is getting shadier by the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that about covers the bases there. Um, 
Anything popping off on your end? Fucking with uh, Twitch a little bit more. I'm trying to do those more around when I uh, put out the Rap Critic episodes as like a, as like a rollout, you know? Mm, um, yeah. And, uh, hmm, what else? It's always doing fucking too much shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the movie podcast. You know, I just uploaded uh, two episodes um, that were only Patreon exclusive. I just uploaded them of uh, Review a New um we did. I uploaded a uh, one of the Wayne's Brothers reviews and one of the uh, Kevin Smith reviews that were originally exclusive to uh, Patreon. Uploaded them, uh, unlocked for free to check out. So you know, just just to give the people more material to you know, just to occupy their time. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah! I can never have too much. But until next week, for going off, I'm Muse and I'm Rap Critic. And it's the duel of the eye and might. It's the 52 fatal strike. No.